0: Bov Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Bus Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Happy Leap Day. Oh, shit. Yeah?
1: Happy Leap Day. Shout out to all the people out there that have Leap birthdays. Yeah,
0: turning five years old today.
1: Including my childhood friend who I haven't spoken with in many years, Chris Gronseth. Shout out Chris Gronseth. I hope he's doing well out there <laughs> someday, somewhere.
0: Is this his sixth birthday?
1: Uh, This would be... Yeah, wait. Yeah, somewhere in there. Dang. It's pretty crazy. We used to give him all sorts of shit because we were like, damn, dude, that's crazy. You're not going to be able to like, get your license when we do <laughs> yeah. and drink when we can.
0: Bummer. All right. Um, quite a bit to get to today. Hoops won last night. We'll shit. get to that.
1: Also, shout out to Leap Day for giving us that second buy. Yeah. Which we eventually That's did determine true. is because of the leap year. Yes. Weirdly.
0: Clutch. But we get a second buy next year, too. Why? That's just how the schedules work. It's Labor Day, too. Remember, it's Leap Day and Labor Day that caused oh this. It's ridiculous. It's too hard. <laughs> um, we'll talk about Hoops' big win last night and where they sit on the bubble. We got a few guys coming to visit. Uh, some more quotes from Collins Hill head coach Drew Swick on Travis. But with spring football starting, we are going, not starting soon, but a few weeks. Two and a half
1: weeks, Yeah, I think I counted.
0: We're knocking on the door. So we're going to start our spring position previews today, starting with wide receivers.
1: Love it. Uh, You could have just done like the classic, just gone position by position. But I said, let's just do these each day. Uh, Like we're not going to need one tomorrow because we have a sweet guest. Yep. Uh, Are we ready to announce that? Are we waiting?
0: Um, it's up to you. yeah, we can wait.
1: All right, you guys keep an eye out to find out who our guest is tomorrow. But each day when we need a you know a good topic, we're gonna get into one of these. And so I think wide receiver, probably
0: the single most
1: interesting position on the team.
0: One of the deepest. Um, one that I think has, I don't want to say burning questions, but there's some questions that need to be answered. And honestly, I don't know how deep we'll get into answering those questions this spring, too, just because so much is at play. But a room loaded with talent, a room loaded with pedigree, um, proven production. I mean, probably the best position group on the team.
1: Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, unless you're considering quarterback to be a one-man position group, which then that would be the best position group on the team. Sure. Um, But it's, it's not really, you know. And that's not to say not to take away from Shador's backups necessarily, as it is to say like there are so many talented players in this wide receiver room. I think you could probably roll like eight deep. How many? Start here. We have a lot of questions we have to answer. How many wide receivers will catch? A, how many different wide receivers will catch a pass this year?
0: So last year we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pure wide receivers uh, catch a pass last season. Name them: Zay, Travis, Jimmy Horn, Omari Miller, Javon Antonio, Tarvaris Dawson, Caleb Mathis, and Willie Gaines. Okay. So more only, or less, sh- I gotta say more. Okay, gotta. So there you go.
1: About I, I was gonna say eight deep at the position. Uh, In terms of guys who are going to catch a a pass this year, which is pretty crazy to me. This is arguably the best wide receiver room in the country.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. You have a guy, a number one certified stud in Travis Hunter. Yep. Um, You've got guys who are graduates who have been there, done that. You've got young talent coming in and you've got returning talent who kind of flashed last year.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Travis Hunter obviously being the headliner Mm -hmm. is going to carry a lot of the weight there, but man, it's just one after another behind him.
0: Yep. Uh, Let's start with, I guess, Will Shepard because he's the transfer coming in who we're assuming is going to have the biggest role just with Zay being out. You know, he played a lot on the outside. He was, you know, I guess your number one receiver in terms of how you line up on the field, your ex, if you will, um, was singled out by himself a lot of times, was asked to really just be Shador's go-to guy whenever uh, looks presented themselves in that way. He's got to just be a plug-and-play at Zay's position, right?
1: Yeah, he is. And he does some things um, better than Zay. I don't think he's quite as fast as Zay. Mm -hmm. Um, But probably a wider catch radius uh, as a much taller player. Yeah. Um, What is is he listed at? 6'3"?
0: Six four, um, Vanderbilt had him at six three two hundred. Okay,
1: so he's listed at six three, um, and I think Zay was listed at six one. So a little larger catch radius, I would say, like better knack for the um, spectacular catch, mm-hmm. and a very similar feel for the game, which is why Shador wanted him. Yep, um, and that's going to be the most important part. So. You know, those back shoulder throws, um, (laughs) it's become a funny word around here, but, like, the choice routes, if they want to work those in, you know, you can
0: build. You can trust him.
1: Yes, exactly. You can trust him. Like, I think last year it was essentially just Zay and Travis that Shador was most confident we're going to be able to make those reads. Um, So, Will Shepard is is a plug-and-play starter at X, in my opinion.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Travis is Travis. He's going to be out there a lot, we think. He's still got the white shirt on um, going through these spring workouts right now. So he's on the offensive side at this point uh, this year, just like he was last year. It makes sense, though, because it's another new offense, right? And Coach Prime's always said it. Travis can roll out of bed and cover. But in terms of getting into the nuances of the playbook, building chemistry, that's just more important on the offensive side of the ball. So he's... I don't want to say he's like starting over, but he's kind of going through some of the same process he did last year.
1: Yeah, the, and it it is a bit of a bummer that uh, Will Shepard's not here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to graduate from a prestigious, uh, yeah, a, uh, academic school and get that degree. So respect to that uh, before he can come over and and start working here. But that was the same. Same was true of Zay last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's He's starting at a little bit of a disadvantage against, like, an Omari Miller who's, you know, gunning for that job. Yeah. But he's not, uh, you know, Shador will have had experience with microwaving chemistry with a receiver mm-hmm. uh, like him.
0: Yep. Um, we'll get to the John Taylor Wester in a second. I want to go to Jimmy Horn, though. Okay. Because this guy, you know, he was a starter last year. He had 58 receptions, 567 yards, six touchdowns, had some very clutch plays especially early in the season. Um, But kind of like the entire team, just kind of trickled off a bit towards the end of the year, right? Yes. And when you look at the top four right now, I think that the slot is the most open position. Not open, but I guess the most competitive position in terms of who's behind him um, and who's also trying to go for playing time.
1: Yeah, man. I am going to be so fascinated. And, like, depending on... uh how things shake out, I might be leaning on you a little bit uh, in our first post-game show to talk about the snap counts of mm-hmm. the different wide receivers. Yeah. Um, because it's going to be so hard to to choose who you want out there at any specific time. And Jimmy Horn is going to be in the running, if not maybe a lock for the fastest of, these, of this group. Yep. That has to be worth something. Mm-hmm. Now, last year – Weirdly enough, I don't remember a time when Jimmy was targeted on a vertical route.
0: Well, I think this probably plays into a lot of things that went wrong. Yes. Uh, Option routes or choice routes, uh, bad protection, Shador being injured. Like, we just weren't built to be a downfield offense towards the end of the year. Yeah. Especially compared to TCU because we were going downfield.
1: Yep. I mean, I guess the the CSU game winner Mm -hmm. or game tire, but... At the same time, that was like kind of a little bit of a broken play. He's just like leaking down the sidelines. I'd love to see his speed utilized more, and I think you can almost specialize Jimmy a little bit. Um, with a guy like LeJonte Wester on the team, you can be more picky about how you want to use Jimmy and more um, purposeful with why you have him on the field. Yes. whether that's just to stretch the seam and open things up underneath him, um, or it is to ver- to target him vertically, or it is to get him the ball coming across the field on drag routes and let him work in the open space. We saw him make some plays in camp last year yeah, that we just never got to see him make on the field where he got the ball in space, made a move, and just took it to the crib. Uh, so I'm excited for Jimmy, and I'm also excited to see if Pat Shermer can utilize Jimmy – to the best of his abilities.
0: Um, Master Stickwork says Jimmy got to be more consistent. I completely agree with that. He had some drops later in the year. You look at his game log from last year. He didn't catch more than two passes the entire month of November in each game. Yeah. So he only had eight catches that entire month.
1: Did throw a touchdown,
0: though. He did throw a touchdown. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just more of... Some of it's on Jimmy, definitely. But I think having a consistent offense... That's when we were going through the coordinator change and stuff, too. So... Kind of what you said, carving out a role and just finding out exactly where he fits in.
1: Yeah. The word I would use for Jimmy as the season wore on was pressing. Yeah. Um, I felt like as the offense was kind of in sputter mode and he wasn't getting the ball maybe as much as he thought he wanted to, he started thinking, how can I make a play? Mm -hmm. And instead of doing what uh, I rewatched our interview with Shador this morning, what Shador asked, which is uh, be consistent. Yeah. He was trying to say, okay, if I get the ball, i got to score a touchdown. Right. And that's where some of those drops come from. Um, and, and I think that that's just a learning experience for Jimmy to realize like pressing and, and trying to create plays isn't always the best way of going about it. Get mm-hmm. the ball in your hands and then you can try and create plays. But even then you can get yourself in trouble. Um, just try to be consistent. Be where you need to be and catch the ball.
0: Let's go to LaJonte Wester then because he's the other guy that you would, you know, put in at slot receiver. Someone that Shador obviously wanted. You put that clip up today. Um, and he's a veteran too. Like he's proven, been there, done that. First team wide receiver and returner last year in the American Conference. Uh, tough as hell too. For being a, you know, smaller slot build, that guy is so tough, man. He'll go up and get the catches. He'll do the dirty work over the middle. Um just a great football player, really. I'm excited to see what he does in this offense.
1: I'm ecstatic uh, about having LeJonte Wester on the team, and I think there's a greater than zero chance that we look back after the season and say that was the most Definitely. impactful addition yes. of the offseason. Um, obviously, the offensive line is going to play a big role, but I always kind of joke that there no, no individual – on there is going to get credit and that's how it should be mm-hmm. um, because they should be a great unit together so maybe we're saying okay other than the offensive line as a unit the biggest offseason addition was Le'Jonte wester and this got kind of lost in our interview with shador because it ended up spiraling into the choice route conversation yeah. yeah but your question was had nothing to do with last season or sean lewis or anything about that it had to do with LeJonte wester And the question was, why did you recruit him so hard? Uh And it ended up being a quick 15-second answer as he kind of went on to some other things. But he says, quote, I don't even have to talk to him. I understand him by the way he plays. Now, that's like a really great answer to a simple question, which could have had a simple answer. It was just like, oh, he's so talented and, you know, I love the way he plays, and he's a dog, and he's a baller. I don't even have to talk to him. I can understand him by the way he plays. To me, that means when Shador saw LeJante Wester on tape, he said, oh, that's my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand him by the way he plays, meaning I know what he likes. I know, I know that he studies because of the way that he's attacking. Um, all of those things kind of add up to me to realize – Shador handpicked LeJonte Wester because I, he feels like they're going to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. And wavelength of your quarterback is everything. So this could be your kind of – obviously you have Travis Hunter and Will Shepard, and you're going to have, you know, those guys get the ball a lot. It might be one of those things, um, you know, when it's like third and four and the announcers, no matter like what game you're, uh, what, what game you're watching, they're always going to say like, you got to watch out for so and so here. Yeah. Uh, that's his go-to guy on third down. I think that's go- that there's a good chance that that's LeJounce Wester. Obviously, Travis is going to make uh, be a big part of that too. But I can just hear them now like he loves Wester on third downs. You got to keep an eye on him here. Oh, and look, he's uh, he's got a good matchup there in the slot, you know.
0: Mhm. Uh, we could go in depth on all these guys. I mean, Omari Miller um baby to of course cordell russell and then you got guys i go was ahead. gonna
1: say we could roll this conversation on into the second segment too if you want okay but we don't um, have to do that now i'm just saying sure we don't have to uh, cut it short
0: well let's talk about omari miller then because kay. we'll kind of give out a little bit of uh, prediction stuff at the end of this but this guy just feels like the biggest wild card in the room to me yes
1: well, there's a lot of wild cards.
0: There are, but we saw the potential ceiling last yes. year, and you just you can't help but think about that.
1: You really can't. Uh, those numbers in a half. Yeah. That's what you have to remember. You can, you can look back at that game now and be like, wow, he had, what, what was it, 200 yards? It
0: 198, I think. Yeah.
1: He had 200 yards in a game against USC. No, he had 200 yards and a half
0: mm-hmm.
1: against USC. He took over a game... And single-handedly brought the buffs from essentially being blown out. Not single-handedly, but he brought the buffs from being blown out to right in the game at the end down to a, uh, an onside kick attempt. Um, it was so jarring in the moment to just be like, oh, my God, 14 again. Yeah. 14 again. He's open again. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just crazy. Uh, and then in a weird way, this happened with a lot of players, but Gone disappeared Mm -hmm. Uh, not really part of the conversation at all the rest of the season and so you know you hear some stuff um i tuned in i remember every week to travis 12 talks yeah uh and one of the things he said in there was oh omarion struggled with some of the same stuff that Cormani struggled with which is like maturity yeah for lack of a better term Um, so it's like okay well let's just imagine a world where omarion miller puts in all the work this offseason comes in, studies up with Coach Shermer and Shador, you can't even make you can't even say for sure that Will Shepherd's position is safe. Mm-hmm. Like that's how good and, and how uh, talented and, and how high his ceiling is.
0: So last year it was seven for one ninety six and one touchdown. He only had four receptions the rest of the year. Never more than one in a game after that. So weird. You look at you know how Travis talked about him like that. But I look at how Corey Phillips and Coach Box talk about him, and he seems to be like, you know, he's a four, he was a four-star, but, like, their guy out of last year's recruiting class. Like, mm. they were betting on him uh, to become this great player. So I look at that stuff. I look at what Travis said, you know, with the maturity and just another year of being in Boulder and just getting comfortable with their surroundings for him. He could be a guy who... He could be the best receiver on this team, or he could be a 15-catch guy again, you know?
1: It's crazy. And that, that word you used, uh, sleeper, dark horse, um, what was the word you actually used? Breakout. Breakout. I think you used, like, X-factor or something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> I don't know. They all mean the same thing one reason yes. or another. But couldn't you apply a lot of what we just said other than seeing it in a game
0: to Cordell Russell? Definitely. Definitely. He's a guy who's got all the measurables, uh, size, speed. um, He's young as hell. He's got all his eligibility remaining. So this is still – that's something I think we have to keep in mind with him too is like not only does he not have on-field experience, but now he's kind of going through what a lot of these guys went through last year, which is assimilating into the culture and just becoming comfortable with your surroundings. Yep. So there's a lot at play there with him, but the talent and the measurables are undeniable.
1: And every year there's someone who kind of bursts onto the scene that you just weren't expecting to get the amount of playing time that it is. And, like, Mm -hmm. this room is just stacked full of people that could do that. We haven't even got to the freshmen yet. I know. In fact, I don't even know if we're that close to getting to them yet because we still haven't talked about Terrell Timmons.
0: Terrell Timmons, man.
1: The only one in here probably that has a shot at uh, Jimmy in the speed competition.
0: Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, Cam Michael's probably in there too. Shit.
1: You're right. So there's another burner. <laughs> yeah. Another guy who has done it in college.
0: It's just, uh, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. And Draylon Miller, we haven't even said his I name. I know. I know. Uh, and then, guys, you know, you look at, I still look at someone like Caleb Mathis and you look at how comfortable he was with Shador last year and how, Even when he came in the game later in the year for just a few plays, Shador looked at him. Yes. Like, that's telling right there. I know.
1: It kind of made me think, play more. Yeah. Uh, Because trust is everything, as we talked about earlier. And, uh, you know, Caleb and Shador have a relationship that goes way back. I think that Shador also, like, believes that he can get it done. Mm -hmm. And so... So, I mean, like you said, we could go on and on and on. Um, do you want to hit maybe this, this second group after the break?
0: Yeah. Shout out to our good friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Beer of the month here at the DMVR Bar is the Avalanche Amber Ale. Um, but Breckenridge Brewery has tons of great brews. It's sour season. I'm hyped. Ooh. Mountain Beach Sour. Always on the menu for me, but now it's like that time. It's, uh, what, 65 degrees out there right now? Beautiful day again, yeah. Yep. But Breck's been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They do it with a, um, 100% renewable energy. Try out some of our favorites here at the DMVR Bar or use their Breck Beer Locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you.
1: Also, shout-out to our friends over at Fubo TV If you want to watch all of the best college sports, including the buffs uh, especially buffs basketball coming down the stretch here got to have fubo tv uh, go to fubo sorry www.fubotv.com/dnvr my brain wants to say fubo.tv so bad <laughs> but it is not fubo.tv it is fubotv.com/dnvr to get 15% off your first first month of fubo pro guys there's no need for cable anymore no it's over it it's been long over um, and really, if you're in Denver, you can't even watch uh, the Avs and Nuggets with certain cable companies, so just get Fubo and get locked in.
0: Who else did you want to touch on here? Do you want to go to the freshman?
1: Yes, and then we can get to yards and catches and touchdowns mm-hmm. and our official dark horse. dark horse.
0: So I want to start with Draylon Miller um, because – He's just more of a pure wide receiver at this point than Cam Michael. Cam might play both sides. He's going to start at wide receiver. He's got the natural speed. But Draylon Miller, you watch his tape, and he compares himself to Debo Samuel, and you can see why. He's got that not short, but like that stocky build, you know, like 5'11", 185, 190 build. Um, Yards after contact. Yes. He can run routes. Um, He's got good speed, too. But he's just, that's his position. And I think if there's a freshman to kind of break out It'd be him because he can do a lot of, you know, reverses. He could come in motion. Yeah. He could do the screens. Like, he could be the little Debo if you need him to be.
1: Exactly. And I think you said, you know, if there's going to be a freshman that breaks out in this group, it's him. I think the big reason for that is that he brings a different skill set to the table, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what you were pointing to there. But it's like he doesn't really look like any of the other wide receivers out there. Yeah. Um, he's, he might be built different in the uh, figurative sense, but he is quite literally built different from the other wide receivers in a literal sense. So I'm excited to see what they do with him. Um, I'd love to, you know, be able to pick Pat Shermer's brain on like how he wants to approach that because it's like, is he watching his high school tape and then turning on the NFL playoffs and being like, Oh man, we can do that with those, those Debo packages. Like you go back to, la visca chenault era at colorado Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to comp the two but at least from a physical physicality tackle breaking wide receiver standpoint that they kind of bring that similar thing to the table it's like they use visca for everything now they didn't have nearly as much talent around visca as they would now but it's like wildcat Mm -hmm. do you want to do that with Draylon? um and around like you said like i remember they needed a i think it was like a fourth and one they needed one yard to beat stanford yep. instead of going forward they gave it on an end around to Laviska and got him into space and he literally just ran a dude over and got the first down like is that the direction that you want to go Traylon miller and is he ready mentally and physically to be that type of player for them mm-hmm. and i think he has a great chance to be
0: definitely so last year you know we looked at a lot of these young wide receivers because we had a bunch of them last year freshmen coming in Not just the four stars in Miller and Hopkins, but all those three stars. And I think we kind of figured, you know, someone's going to break out, right? And this year we only have a handful of really young guys. And if one of them breaks out, this shit's real, real. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Uh, And then Cam Michael was an athlete in high school, played all over the place. Quarterback, wide receiver, running back, defensive back. He was projected to be a defensive back by 247 Sports and a lot of schools, Mm -hmm. but he's going to get the chance to start on offense here at Colorado. Immediately enters the conversation as one of the fastest players on the team. Um, Maybe a potential just like return guy or something, but I don't know how you keep that speed off the field.
1: This is why, again, it's just like I would love to talk to Pat Turner about this. Like, Are Mm -hmm. you creating like a speed package? Yeah. Like what if you just run out there and it's – terrell timmons jimmy horn cam michael yeah and you just like have shador look out there and it's like the old max um, protect baby yeah well it's like the old thing in madden which you can't do anymore but you used to be able to like pull down like right trigger and then pull down on the right stick and it would show you like plus five plus speed right. versus that match of like shador just like goes out there and he's like ah you're the slow db <laughs> yeah get ready like buckle up and then like you said max protect and just huck it down there um these are the things that I think are, are available to them. I think you will see, like, some just little pop passes to Cam Michael. Um, to me, if you're letting him start at wide receiver, it's because you think that he can help you quicker there. Mm-hmm. It's just my guess, uh, And w- which is interesting because we're talking about this is the deepest position group on the field, but maybe it's just in terms of letting his natural ability shine. There's a little less, like, you're going to build a couple – Uh, special packages to get him out of there, like I just kind of mentioned.
0: Well, I mean, he primarily played offense in high school. He did play on the defensive side of the ball too, but it just feels like the more natural fit for him at this point. All right, let's answer some of these questions then. We'll start with this. Who will lead CU in receptions this next year? Last year, it was Zay, sixty-eight.
1: It will once again be Zay's replacement. Will Shepard leads the team in receptions, I think, but I thought long and hard
0: about Lejante Wester. I'm going to say Lejante Wester. Okay. Um, not that Will Shepard can't, but I just you look at Lejante Wester, you can work all the areas of the field. I feel like that's just like your easy screen guy. Yep. The reason why I went with
1: Shepard is because of Shador's throwing ability. Um, he likes to get to the outside of the field. Uh, and so, while yes, you're gonna just see Wester eat, eating in the middle of the field, uh, I just think Shador knows when he has a guy like Shepard out there that it's like a really safe place to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much space out there, and I and because of my arm, I can get the ball out there to him, and I don't have to worry nearly as much about tipped passes and you know uh, linebackers jumping in front of it or whatever. So I, I think it's just based on what I saw from Shador last year. He he likes to go to the outside. Yeah. But, like I said earlier, Wester might be the third-down guy.
0: Well, I just think you can – you know, Will Shepard, when he's out there, he's kind of like your, um, one of your building blocks in terms of how you build your plays, not yeah. even the offense, just play-to-play basis. Like, you can have him out there, um, probably the biggest wide receiver on the field when he's out there, and he's going to demand a bigger cornerback, uh, possibly even a safety over the top. With Wester, I just think it's super easy to, you know, drop a screen for him. Just send him on a drag over the middle, you know. Um, And to what Shador said, if they want to do, like, some sight-read choice route stuff, he obviously trusts him. So I think that Shador will just look his way a little bit more often.
1: I hope it's a close battle with both being really
0: high up there. Mm -hmm. How about yards?
1: I thought about Travis, uh, but this is where I'm taking Travis.
0: Well, look, I mean, last year he missed three games. He was only 11 receptions off of Zay. Yeah. Um, And we know that Shador looks for Travis. Yeah. How far was he back in yards? Uh, About 180-some. Okay. So he would have gotten that in those three games. Absolutely.
1: I think I'm going to take Trav. For yards? For yards. Okay um only
0: 721 last year again missed three games
1: i want to take him for touchdowns i'm taking him for one of these i'm going to take him for for yards and the reason why i'm going to do that is because i think that um there was opportunities missed out there last year uh for single coverage Mm -hmm. with travis and i don't think shador is going to let those go away this year um I think Shador's going to give him a lot of chances on long passes. And because of that, it's just going to be so easy for him to, you know, like a LeJonte Wester, who also could catch a bomb, but like a lot of his work is going to be done yes. in the short areas. Like you yes. mentioned, screens, drags. Travis could get what he gets in six catches in one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take Travis to lead the team in yards this year. And I think it's because he, they hit on like several. Deep
0: passes. Yeah. I think you convinced me, man. Um, I don't think Travis slows down on the offensive side of the ball. I think that, I mean, he's obviously a complete game changer, but God willing, he stays healthy Yep. like all year long. I don't see how Shador just doesn't, you know, as you said, look for him on a third and long like he did against TCU. Like that was Travis's role, you know, in the most optimal sense last year was that TCU game. Yes. So give me that. With and remember, they missed the
1: one early in the yes. game that mm-hmm. just like hit off his fingertips. Um they missed the they missed the one where he was like juggling it in yep. the end zone, which I think was just a bad call, um, even on the review. But heck, if Travis isn't robbed uh in the Utah game, oh my god. He, he might be hands. yeah, he might be right there yeah. uh, with Zay. So sure. give me a uh, give me Trav. I think. I think the reduction in offensive playing time is being massively overestimated.
0: I, I, th- I agree. You got to have him out there. Touchdowns, who do you got? Zay was the leader last year. Jimmy Horn was the leader last year with six. We had Travis and Michael Harrison with five, Zay and Dylan with four. I'm sticking with it. Give me Travis again. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take Will Shepard. Okay. Give me the bigger body down in the red zone. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned the back shoulder fades, but just throw it up for him. He's got the wingspan to go and get it. Uh, and just, you know, working the back line, you know, coming across on something if Shador's rolling out. I could totally see Shador just scanning backside real quick, find the window, hit Will Shepard back of the end zone multiple times.
1: Yep. I love it. I think... Do you think it's better for these to be diversified or for someone to just blow up?
0: No, I don't think it matters. I just, like, Travis could go out and lead all three of these. I know, I know. Will Shepard could do the same. LeJonte Wester could do the same. Yep. And that wouldn't be, like, an indictment of this offense if that happens. No. But Shador loves to spread the ball around, too. Like He does. I mean,
1: you know, it's the old adage, who's your favorite receiver, whoever's open. Mm-hmm. And I think that, as long as these guys follow the rules, be consistent, catch the ball, be where you're supposed to be, uh, everyone's gonna eat. But man, I I almost feel like the smartest thing to do would have just been pick Travis all three categories. Could have been definitely, Um, but I'll take my two out of three.
0: Dark horse. Who is the guy who may not be getting talked about enough right now that is going to be an impactful player? I feel really confident in my pick here. Who
1: you got? Caleb Mathis. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, I saw someone in the comments earlier say, like, Caleb's not going to play because of all these dogs. No. Nah. Um,
0: you can't overstate the trust exactly. between a quarterback and wide receiver.
1: One year older, one year stronger. Uh, obviously, he came in, you know, very undersized last year, but I think that he is going to have, well, read me the, the receptions numbers. Just go down the list from like top to bottom.
0: Uh, right. So first Zay 68, Jimmy 58, Travis 57, Dylan 36, Mikey 31, Antonio 17. Yeah, so
1: I think he's going to be in that 30 range.
0: I mean, he's he proved that he just is almost clutch in a way. He just knows the right spots to be. He catches the football. Shoot, he can even turn and, like, pick up a few yards. We saw it in the spring game. We saw that when he caught balls. Was it UCLA when he had the, the two back-to-back? Or what? when was that? I can't remember exactly, but either way. I think you're right. Coach's son, I mean, his, his dad's a DB's coach. You don't think that Caleb knows how to work DB's to get open? Yep. I
1: like that. Also, I know this is just like cost of doing business. Every time we do one of these things, we don't not believe in Jimmy Horn. <laughs> yes. We still believe in Jimmy Horn. We're we're yes. not out on Jimmy Horn. We we talked about him first, didn't we? Uh, second,
0: yeah, second,
1: yeah. So uh, he's going to be a, a an important part of this offense,
0: no doubt. I'm gonna go. I have to go with Omari and Miller. Okay. I thought about just taking like Draylen or something, but uh, Omari and Miller is he's got all the potential in the world, and you know, I'm big on Cormani this year. I think we both are big on Cormani this yep. next year. So I feel like I gotta kind of back that up on the other side with Omari because the talent is there. Shador loves him. You know that. Uh, so just give me a breakout year from him.
1: How many catches? I, I said. In the 30 for, uh, for Caleb.
0: We'll so see, I mean, I think with Omarion, you could get you know, 25 around that mark, and you could be in there as the third leading receiver. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. Um, yeah, I'll say probably around the same, 30-ish. Okay. But like four touchdowns or something, and like four plus 50-yard catches or something, too. Hell, yeah. All right, before we hit this next break.
1: Also, well, we'll do it. We'll talk tight ends one day.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, people throwing out tight ends in the chat. Just wide receivers today. We'll get to uh, uh, tight ends. I wanted to talk about a few more of these quotes from um, Coach Swick at Collins Hill about Travis. Okay. The first one is the story about.
1: Make sure you read the story, thednvr.com. Jake uh, talked to Travis's coach from high school, and he had some really interesting insights. It's just fun to get new voices on this stuff, or at least new to this group.
0: Yes. So I asked Coach Swick, do you remember the first time you watched Travis play football? And he talked about this multiple times, how when Travis, he moved from Georgia, uh, or from Florida to Georgia to play at Collins Hill. And you know how it is. I mean, someone calls up the coach and goes, hey, I've got a true freshman ready to play varsity right away. And you kind of, you always kind of instinctively just roll your eyes at that. But then Travis comes out. Um, this is what Coach Swick said. It was his freshman year. It was in practice during the spring. Uh, he came from Florida. He was a freak. I remember we had a really good receiver that year when he first got here, but he was able to kind of shut him down and took over a senior spot at cornerback. It was like watching a future star. It was watching a future star. Yeah,
1: it, it was quite literally watching a future star. Like I said, you know, it's funny. I talked about this with, uh, with Nicole Jokic the other day. And I said, like, it's not – people misunderstood what I was saying. and probably, I probably could have phrased it better, so I'll try to do a better job in the podcast form. Every time that I watch Nicole Jokic, while I enjoy it wholly, there's a little part of the back of my mind that just goes, when this is over – I'm never going to see anything like this ever again. Yep. And that's how I feel about Travis. And the sad part is I get to watch Nikola Jokic. I'll, I'll probably end up watching him play like a 1,000 games. I get to watch Travis Hunter, at least as a buff, play like 20 games. Yeah. And so, like, every time I think about Travis, I'm like, I, I cannot wait to watch him do it this year. And then I'm like, I can't believe, God willing, we get 12 more chances to watch Travis Hunter as more a buff. More than that. He's
0: seen 14.
1: True, 15. There you go. <laughs> Give me a conference championship, semifinals, and the national championship. But you know what I mean. Like, it's, a, it's just such a pleasure to watch a player at that caliber in Folsom Field. Uh, sometimes I, I truly, like, can't even believe it that he's mm. a buff because yep. he's so, so special.
0: I think about that too, man. It's almost even like trying to cherish these days where we still get to talk about Travis as he's still on the team in the off season. Yep. Because when he's gone, we're probably not going to see another player like that in a while. No. Or maybe it's right around the corner. But I haven't seen a player like him yet. Well, I asked uh, coach Swick about the impact that Travis has made on that program And this is what uh, Coach Swick had to say. You look at his younger brother, Travis. Travis with just a Y in there. He's now at Collins Hill. His brother was a freshman last year, and he'll be a sophomore this year. But we keep it in the family. He's going to be a little bit shorter than Travis. But same thing. He's also a slot receiver, plays corner, safety, and does returning. He's an unbelievable athlete. Um, Great kid overall. He said that Collins Hill was stacked at the skill position this last year, so Travis didn't really get to get on the field. But it's... This is probably going to be, you know, the beginning of his ascension, really. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Um, But going back to what you were saying, like, it's not that I don't think Coach Prime is capable of bringing the best players in the country to Boulder, because Mm -hmm. I know he is. I just don't even know if the best players in the country are going to be like Travis Hunter, you know what I mean? Sure. uh, That's what I meant when I, even when I turn on other teams, I don't see players like Travis Hunter, like, don't get it twisted. He would have started for every team in the country this mm-hmm. year, and he probably could have started both ways for every team in the country. No doubt. Um, so he's just that different. He's that special that it's like, oh, man, we have to cherish every moment that we get to watch him because you just never know if you'll ever see another player like that put the black and gold on.
0: Yep. So, Coach Swick said we keep it in the family. We know Coach Prime likes to keep it in the family, too. We got a couple sets of brothers. Obviously, the whole Sanders family, basically, in Colorado. Let's go. Maybe Travis is one of the next guys to look out for. I'm in. 27. All right. So, a few years, but. Perfect. All right. Let's hit a break. Shout out to our friends over at Premier Members Credit Union. Credit unions are just the best, guys. If you haven't joined one, Um, and you live in Colorado, Premier Members Credit Union is the one for you. They're not a bank, which means they do things differently, like putting their members first with higher savings interest and lower loan rates. Um, You get the local branches, feel like friendly tellers, and you can also cash in with their new high-yield savings account or earn 5% APY on your first $2,000 with the reverse-tier money market. If you sign up now at PMCU... Open a checking account. You'll get $200. How about that? Wow. All you have to do is sign up for e-statements. It's that easy. This will be your best money move yet. Head to becomepremier.com to find out more. Free to Hunsky. Not bad, huh?
1: Sounds pretty good. And I like when you said PMCU because it has CU in it. There you go. Um, Also, shout out to our friends over at Empire. Got your bank. We got your house. We got your floors. We got your roof. We got your beers. And uh, this one's your floors. So, hit up our friends over at Empire Today to schedule a free in-home estimate. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code DNVR. Uh, go to EmpireToday.com slash DNVR for details. You guys know them. You've heard the jingle. You've, heard, you've seen them around forever. Now you can get the best floors in the game uh, while supporting us over here at DNVR. So, go to EmpireToday.com slash uh, DNVR. Yeah,
0: Shelly, that's how you speak. His name—it's basically Travis, just a Y before the V—and it's pronounced Trey, not Travis. Yeah. All right, we got a couple visits coming in. This one came through today. Quarterback Jackson Collet out of Laguna Beach High School in Laguna Beach, California. Rated a four-star according to Rivals, but a three-star in the two-four-seven Sports composite. Rated the thirtieth overall quarterback in the class, six-three and a half, 225. Perfect size. He'll be here a few weeks before the spearing game, April 12th. He's also visiting Colorado State the weekend before.
1: (sighs) Big mistake. (laughs) Off the board, actually. (laughs) Wow. Can't trust his judgment.
0: (laughs) Um, Next guy is Jarquez Carter. At a Newberry High School in Newberry, Florida. Plays defensive line, 6'2", 284. Rated a 247 sports composite, four-star, 330. 323rd overall player in the class, 35th overall defensive lineman. He'll be here for the spring game that entire weekend, 24th through 27th. It's a long visit. That is. I mean, if you're coming for the spring game, though, it's more than just a game just now, right? Buckle up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have
1: you heard anything more about that?
0: Nope.
1: I have not. It's going to sneak up on us.
0: It, it's going to. We're
1: going to have to ask Neely next time we see him.
0: We will. This guy's got a, an impressive offer list already, though. Quiz Carter does. Alabama, FSU, Georgia, Colorado, of course, Florida, Michigan, Mizzou, Ohio State, Tennessee, a and USC, Washington, and many, many more.
1: Awesome. Uh, also, shout-out to uh, MPJ, Major Preston Jr., Yeah, uh, for sharing the clip of the podcast. The other day. Yes, sir.
0: Sick. Rank that man. Rank him. And then finally, let's get to Hoops. Big win last night. Kind of wire to wire, dominating win, really. Yep. Cal made it close at times. They had some runs, but every time that happened, Colorado just went on another 7, 8-point run and pulled the lead back out to 10. Man,
1: <laughs> Colorado basketball fans are in just a testy place right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I texted my buddies before the game. I said, we're winning by 12-plus. Don't worry about it.
0: Um, that was the line, too.
1: And I, I actually think I said that when the line was like 10 and a half. Um, so I was a little more... It ballooned enough. right before the game. Yep. Uh, but, man, I, I don't know. I, I was never uncomfortable in that game. No. But a lot of people really were. They're like, oh, here it comes. They're going to collapse. I was like, I don't think so. Every time he needed to kj simpson made a play yep uh, obviously tristan got them off to the nice start yeah great night from um, him. javon hadley just had like a just a dog game um and, and i just i don't know like cal throwing in buckets worked for them at home remember they just caught fire throwing in just garbage into the, and it was all going in but i was like there's no way this is they're gonna be able to do that and come all the way back on the road
0: yep I mean, they only played eleven minutes each, but Asan Jope and Javon Ruffin had massive games last night.
1: Dude. I just have I know for a fact that Javon Ruffin's teammates love him.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. You could tell every time yep. he hits a shot, man.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's a good teammate. I know it because every time he got the rock, yeah, his teammates were like, oh, waiting for him to shoot it, and then he finally gets the first shot up. All of them stood up, all of them lost it. Especially KJ. Yeah. KJ like ran up to him, was firing him up. Uh I love that, man. You know, you had, you're had down two guys yesterday, and you, you, ha, you need someone to step up. Mm-hmm. You need a little extra juice. And you mentioned a, a joke, but roughing with those two threes, basically the just daggers.
0: Yeah, one of them was the play of the game, basically. KJ got a steal on the buff side of the floor. Kicks it out to Hadley. Hadley gets it to Ruffin, and Ruffin just drains an open three, and that, that's one of those plays where it got them back up to, like, ten or so Yep. Um, in the advantage. Jope, only 11 minutes, only two points, but seven rebounds in that time. Dude was working. He was working. And then finally a good... He's going to be good,
1: game. by the way. Oh, yes. Um, I think that people, because of the whole one-and-done thing... People think that like highly all highly touted prospects just come in and contribute right away. But it's like there's like 10 guys maybe each mm-hmm. year who come in and contribute right away at like a really really high level and then go to the NBA. Other guys just need a little more time and you've seen it just over the course of the season uh some of these younger players that that Tad brought in start to contribute more but like I see it with him for sure just feel for the game, you know, uh, active, active defense, all that stuff, he's going to be a really good player.
0: Tristan had a great game last night. He had 22.7 rebounds, six assists. That's only a 620-point game of the season. That's surprising. He's been streaky.
1: Yeah. 20's a lot in college basketball, though. It is, but we all know he could be better, yeah. too. I just love KJ, man.
0: He's the best. Yeah. He's the best we're so
1: lucky Uh, i just i I don't people don't people don't appreciate it i was gonna say i hope people appreciate it but they won't um do you know like my the beginning of my colorado basketball journey Mm -hmm. there were not just like kj simpsons coming around the corner every other year Mm -hmm. you know but it's like we've gone from mckinley wright kj simpson Derek white spencer dinwiddie you know and that's just the guards yeah um you know Andre Robertson, Evan Batty, Josh Scott, like those players. Just it was like maybe you got one really good player every few years. Tad has done such an incredible job of bringing good players into this program and just giving us people to root for, um, that are like fun to watch. KJ yeah. Simpson's just the last, the latest in a long line of really great buffs that like you're just proud have Colorado across their chest.
0: Yep, he was awesome last night. He had twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, eight assists, four steals. He was everywhere, doing everything. You know, we talked to him before the season, and he said, "You know, all defense was like his goal for the year." But yep. he should have said all American because yeah. he's right there.
1: And I love that clip of Tad the other day that they used in like the hype reel, where it's like he gets no love. He said it again last night and too. It pisses me off.
0: <laughs> he said it again last night.
1: Uh, he does. He deserves more love. I think that. Uh, I think that he's going to be one of those players who, if the Buffs make the tournament, has a chance to be, like, America's sweetheart. Yep. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, he's just everywhere. He makes all the big shots. He's not afraid of anything.
0: That's kind of what the tournament comes down to sometimes, yep. is just having better players. Like, yep. having those premier players that can take over games, and KJ's looking like one of them.
1: And there's always some guy that you've, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: got Justin from uh, the CSU show saying he wants to see KJ Simpson in the tournament. It's like, there's always some guy that you didn't know about that you hear because some team made a run. Like right. the first one was like uh, Max Acemas, who's now at Texas. But like w- uh, where, what, where was he, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, he was at Oral Roberts. And like, this is like who is this guy? He's yeah. like making all these crazy shots and putting up big points. Like they have a chance. They have a chance to get in. And I think uh, the, the world will uh, love K.J. Simpson if they get to meet him.
0: So Joel already put uh updated bracketology out today. They moved up one spot in the next 4 out. Okay? But they're still kind of hovering around that area.
1: We've got Gonzaga the in first action four tonight. Out, sorry. Um they're in last 4 in. Mhm. I think they're playing San Francisco uh which is a good squad. You got to pull for San Francisco in that one. And then the other big game that we're watching if you're looking for something to tune into tonight is uh UCLA is at Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, if Washington wins, then the Buffs will hold on to that fourth spot in the uh, the first round by in the Pac-12 tournament. For now, uh, I believe UCLA has a tiebreaker that if they win, they'll they'll jump us again back into fourth.
0: So yep, Buffs currently in fourth. Uh, three games left. Next game is Tristan De Silva's last home game. KJ Simpson's too, I guess. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I, Tristan, man, you know, I think that some people were hoping for more from him this year. But if you go back to when he was brought to Colorado, there was no fanfare around that signing. Yeah. Um, it was almost like – mocked is too strong of a word. But it was just like, oh, here's like Tad just – throwing around a scholarship because he has one, and he's just praying that this guy uh, might turn into something that's even close to what his brother was. Of course, Oscar Da Silva was a star for Stanford, and I think Tristan has maybe become the better overall player.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, They play Stanford for the final home game of the season, that will be this weekend. Is that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, I'm trying to look right now. got to
1: be Saturday, right, if they play it on Wednesday.
0: Uh, Sunday. Oh, okay. So an extended break. We'll see on Cody. Coach didn't really commit to anything last night. They're off today, so they're not even practicing. Said we'll reevaluate tomorrow. So okay. there you go. Need him. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah what do we got for questions, man? hit the thumbs up the thumbs up button subscribe to the channel
1: we start with the super chats super sticker of course from our guy big tz hippo character runs at high speed his legs forming a ball-like blur
0: that's like uh the road runner in yep. the Looney tunes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um said see you next year jaquan it's been real it's been a great month guys
1: wait what <laughs> oh you were only uh i'm only
0: jaquan for february <laughs> for
1: black history Month. yes i guess so uh i th- i feel like it should be jaquan jaquan because it has like jake in it
0: yeah just
1: my uh two cents
0: no that's fair we'll go with that um and then another one from big tz when are you guys leaving the area i was coming there march 12th looking forward to meeting jake rk and the funky dope producer, my bad Neely. <laughs> if not, I'll wait during the season. Damn, you're not looking forward to meeting <laughs> Neely? Um, so the This stuff we don't know for sure yet, but I'm pretty sure that twelfth is the day we're leaving. Okay. But I don't we could like do a show here then leave that night, because we don't have anything in Vegas to do on Tuesday.
1: Right. Well, there's always something to do in Vegas. Well, of
0: course, <laughs> but like we don't have to be there for something like yeah, Tuesday.
1: Yeah. yeah, I could see us leaving Tuesday evening. We'll let you know. I think I'm almost looking forward to that. What? Traveling again. Since I went, like, Super Bowl, then I traveled again. (laughs) I was like, man, I I could use a break. But I'm starting to turn the corner on uh, getting excited for my third Vegas or my, like, fifth Vegas trip (laughs) in the last calendar year.
0: I won't know until we hit day two of this Vegas trip how, like, tired of it I am at this point.
1: Uh, Okay. Fair enough.
0: Um... Big TZ, did you tell RK my shirt t-shirt idea? Go buff yourself. Were you here when he talked about no, that? That no. was Dre? It's not bad. <laughs> we'll keep it in the uh, the workshop, Big TZ. Alex asks, will Buffs have their second Heisman Trophy winner this season? Hopefully. My money's on it. Uh, Tavon says, Wester Bolitnikoff. That's what he's saying. That's what he's uh, saying.
1: That's what uh, LeJonte is saying. saying? Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh, what's up, Ivan? All this wide receiver talk. Who who do you guys think will end the season as he's top three leading receivers, yards, and touchdowns?
1: I think the three guys that we put in there, right?
0: Shepherd, Wester, Travis. Travis, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess that means you hate Jimmy Horn, dude. That's crazy. I, I
0: know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the the Neely quote back. Just because I say I like pizza doesn't mean I don't like wings. <laughs> yep,
1: that is very true.
0: Uh, sports convos with Chris. Do you believe the freshman will come in and take a someone's spot like Jimmy Wester, etc.?
1: It's they have a huge uphill battle, but if one of them does, you have a superstar.
0: Yeah, we're cooking, man. Meach, do you think Prime will uses the fashion show to unveil the new uniforms?
1: It would be a good time to do it.
0: Definitely. We'll see, though. I don't think we got. I mean, he just got here last year, but we didn't get uniform stuff all the so way up until day. yeah, they came out against TCU.
1: Yep, we got the teaser on Thursday Night Football or whatever it was. Right.
0: Yep. Smuggles. What is the most one thousand yard receivers on a team in one season? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean,
1: that's not even probably Googleable, but I would guess
0: twenty nineteen LSU. Right.
1: Three, three. There's no way that anyone could do it with four, is there?
0: So let me look up this LSU team because that's the only team that comes to mind as someone who could have broken a record like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to be – what about like, I don't know, Case Keenum's like Houston season? Did they get like five somehow?
0: Um, he threw for 6,000 yards, didn't he? Also think about – well, didn't when Devontae Adams and Derek Carr were at Fresno, didn't they have like a trio of – I don't know.
1: I have no idea, to be honest.
0: So, looking at uh, 2019 LSU, they only had 2,000 yard receivers Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Decent players. Not bad, right? (laughs) I don't know who else I'd even consider. Maybe one of those uh, Houston teams?
1: I don't know, but you just reminded me of an interesting story that I heard once uh, about Jamar Chase. Mm hmm which was that um, LSU was using this technology to find out which players were uh, dominant with which eyes. Everyone has, like, an eye or whatever yeah. that they're dominant with. And so, like, you want to coordinate that with where you're lining them up on the field mm-hmm. so that their dominant eyes the one closer to the quarterback, something I've literally never thought about in my life. That's sports until science. This, yeah, until Max. this was told to me. Um, but they said Jamar Chase was one of, like, a very, very, very small percentage of people that is both eyes dominant. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's, like, part of their, like, you know, just, like, one of the little secret sauces that makes him
0: so special. So 2009, what, what's up?
1: Yeah, Fresno and Batman has done it before.
0: So Emma, Fresno did? Oh, what, like, Mac, Mac, Jones, Mac Jones.
1: Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith.
0: Henry Ruggs. Jalen Waddle Ruggs. too, was in that group. That
1: would have been Tua, wouldn't it?
0: Tua, uh, no, they, both of them actually had one year had uh Henry Ruggs, and the other year I think had Jerry definitely played with Mac, but also with Tua. Yeah, but that year where all three of them would have been with Mac, right? Okay, yeah. Houston did it in two thousand nine. They had three.
1: All right, so it's been done. Uh, three is the record.
0: I'd assume four would just be outrageous. There's no way. That's the last one.
1: All right. Oh, how many 1,000-yard oh. uh, receivers will the Buffs have in 24-25 over or under two? I think they spread the ball around just too much to get more than one.
0: I'll throw in there two just because we have more talent, but, yeah, it, it's hard to do.
1: Yeah. All right, that's it. And everyone wants them to run the ball, right? Yes. Those teams that are putting up those numbers, were not running the ball.
0: Clyde edwards Solaire had 1,400 yards that year, though. That's insane, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy.
1: But they only had two.
0: They did have two, though. Yeah, but they were like fourteen and 1,300.
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> what a season. That. that was! They were so fun to watch. They
0: were amazing. Do we want to announce who's coming in tomorrow? Yeah, do it. If you – if you. Uh... Yeah, no, we're good. Okay. Tomorrow we'll have Cam, Sim, and Craig uh, in the studio. Legend. First time he's been on the show since before the Utah game. Obviously, we had him in studio last summer, I believe it was. Uh, Yeah. So, it'll be nice to talk to him. I'm excited. It's one of our guys. He's just
1: a great person to be around. Yep. Just exudes good energy.
0: So, uh, blow up the announcement when we post it on Twitter today. We'll have Cam tomorrow. Can't wait. See you guys
1: and Cam tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go
0: Buffs.